0: Welcome to the Fitness Simplified podcast. I'm Kim Schlag. Today on episode five, I'm speaking with my friend and fellow online fat loss coach, Sam Altieri of Balance with Sam. Sam and I share our experiences with yo-yo dieting and how we finally stopped that nonsense. If you are in that yo-yo dieting cycle right now, this episode is for you. We also talk lifting, what it can do for your body, your mind, and your confidence. Give it a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kim. Hey, Sam. Nice to talk to you. You too. I'm so excited we're doing this collaboration.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> so Good I thing. guess, like, should we just each introduce ourselves so that we can go first? Yes. There? <laughs> yes. Let's do that. You go first. <laughs> okay. So I'm Sam um, Altieri. I'm a Boston-based fitness coach, mostly online, um, and I am the owner of Bounce with Sam, So online training and nutrition coaching. And yeah, that's me. (laughs) Awesome.
0: So I live just outside of Philadelphia. I also do online coaching. I still do some in-person training, um, but I've moved my business more online. I think it's a great way to be able to help more people. Um, And yeah, I do fat loss coaching, strength training, really like to work with women about getting stronger. Hell yeah. That's that's me. me. Yes, same. It's so cool. We
1: we I think we both kind of discovered almost like last night that our philosophies are like
0: the things that we love the most are the same. <laughs> uh, yes. It was really cool to read that. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, Sam, I'm really interested in the name of your business, Balance with Sam. I think that says a lot about what your fitness mission is and where you're coming from. Why don't you, why don't you talk to us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, so when I was deciding like, what I wanted it to be, I was very unsure because when you, when you brand your business, it seems like this thing that you have to keep forever. And I got very overwhelmed with having to just pick one, (laughs) one thing. I am really bad with decision-making. Um, but that's exactly why balance with Sam worked is because in my, especially like when I go out to eat, Um, I like to enjoy foods that are fun, like donuts and tacos (laughs) and an occasional margarita and like those things. And when I started my own fitness journey, when I was trying to lose weight, I just didn't think that eating any of that was possible, uh, or I would totally like ruin my entire progress. So I just ate very, very clean and I exercised and I didn't hang out with my friends and it was just a very antisocial Uh, experience for me and I'm a very social person so after a while uh, of realizing oh my gosh I can actually like do these things I can eat 80% like you know healthier foods and 20% fun foods and I can still hang out with my friends and not like exercise eight times a week uh, (laughs) once I found that there is a balance and it's actually like really important to find that balance uh, that's, it kind of like, it just stuck. And I was like, you know what, this is, it. it's, it's approachable. And, um, it's kind of like how I want to treat lifting weights and just like getting into the healthy lifestyle. I was like, it doesn't need to be this all or nothing thing. In fact, it shouldn't be, it should be a, a balance. So
0: I love that. I love that because, you know, often people are more successful when it's not all or nothing. Yeah. So often when we have to choose all or nothing, we're all for a while, but eventually it almost always ends up back at nothing because we can't keep up with all. Yeah. Have you had that
1: experience where you went all in on something and then the rebound was awful?
0: Oh, Sam, I've had that experience over and over and over. That's, that's kind of a, a big part of my journey and kind of where I'm coming from with my coaching. Uh-huh. Um, I started yo-yo dieting. So I'm a little bit older than you, yes. just a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm 48. Just um, a little. And, it is yeah, just, a, just little. a little. Just a few you're years. You're young. Um, <laughs> you
1: guys, when you see the picture of
0: Kim, you're going to be like, holy shit, I want to look like that when I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I didn't look like that in my early 40s. I looked way older um, than I do now. Oh. Um, because I'd spent I'd spent decades yo-yo dieting, to be honest, you know, in my 20s, I um, started this whole dieting thing, I guess, probably when I was like 19. It's the first memory I have of thinking I should lose five pounds. Now, I didn't need to lose five pounds. What I really wish somebody had told me, and it's what I tell people that age, is you should probably learn how to lift weights, and you're going to really like what it does for your body. Yeah. But in my mind, what I needed to do was lose five pounds. So I was constantly trying to lose five pounds. And then I started having kids when I was 30. Mm-hmm. And with every pregnancy, I gained 50 pounds. Wow. Everyone. I have three kids. Oh, my god. Three kids. And I never lost all that weight. Yeah. Like the first baby gained 50, you know, lost a lot of it never all of it, next baby gained 50. So by the end of that, I was obese. I was extremely overweight. I was extremely unhealthy. And I started yo-yo dieting. I did, you name a diet, I probably did it. Accus. And I would be, <laughs> si- yes, Isomatics. yes, did it, did it. I, didn't I it. I didn't even know I did it. That's actually, that's the one I had. The, I lost 40 pounds with Nutrisystem and woke up one day and knew I could never eat another bite of it. So I had like, <laughs> I, I was done. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. I was so in with it and I was working hard at that. And then one day I thought I cannot eat another red box of food. And in my mind, what I said to myself is I can totally just take what I've learned and I'm going to lose this last bit of weight with what I've learned. Yeah. Well, what I realized is I hadn't learned anything. I didn't know anything other than open this red box and eat it. Oh, that's and so, so I interesting. Quit. I didn't even yeah,
1: think about Yeah, I didn't that. know anything
0: about portion yeah. control. Like I kind of tried to mimic like those sizes, but they're very, they're very tiny. And it's really hard when all of a sudden the world of possibilities was opened to me. Right. I didn't know what to do and I super quickly gained 20 pounds back like really fast yeah. three quarters of a year later I was up 20 pounds um yeah and it took me doing that over and over and over until I finally realized it didn't work wow so that that actually like brings up a really great point
1: which is if you don't learn right like you don't learn the skills and you have a coach that is just telling you what to eat like when people ask if I want a meal plan yeah. I always say no. Like, no, I'm not writing I don't write meal plans. Yeah. And that's just because that's just what I just I just don't do it. Um yeah. and it's because when you write a meal plan, you take the learning out of the eating experience. Absolutely. And that is totally I, I just never really like connected the dots on those two things with when you said that I was like, Oh yeah. That makes so much sense because what happens after you don't have any more red boxes to consume, you know, exactly. (laughs) You eat everything else
0: in your kitchen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it gets discouraging and finally you're just like, oh, screw it. I can't do this. Right. And then you're back to nothing. Yeah. You know, it's why you'll see on my Instagram posts, I do regularly post like sample meal plans and I always call them templates because. And then I teach the principles of like, how did I, how did I come up with this? Like, what, what did I do to make this day work? Because I want people to be able to kind of discover the thought process of, because I really like the idea of people coming up with personalized meal plans for themselves, Mm -hmm. because I think, I think that pre-planning is really helpful. Um, It's actually when my clients have the most success is when they start a day, knowing exactly what they're going to eat. But I want them to have decided it, not me. Right. Because it it lets them eat the foods they like. You know,
1: it's not like they're eating chicken and broccoli three meals a day. Like, no no one wants to eat that much broccoli.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I've done that, too. I totally tried the whole bodybuilding thing and absolutely ate chicken and broccoli out of a Tupperware for for several months. It did not end well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what was the, like, what was the, I guess, not breaking point, but... What was the point? Do you remember that point, like emotionally or maybe mentally? where you're I like,
0: I do. You know, I had a really interesting opportunity. We actually were helping out some family friends. Okay. Um, and we had their son move in with us for a few months. He was a young guy. And while he was living with us, it was kind of my job to keep him busy. Like he needed to stay out of trouble for a few months. yeah. And I, was, I found out he liked to lift weights. He was kind of into bodybuilding. And so I was his ride to the gym. Oh, my gosh. And, after, so and, funny. and since, I was, since I was driving him there, yeah. I was like, well, I should, you know, I have a membership here. I should, I should work out. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose the weight this time. And um, after a few days, he said to me, he's like, so what are you trying to do? And I was like, I'm really trying to not be fat. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And he was so funny. He's like, well, you're doing it all wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. What you? What were you, <laughs> not what were you doing? Approach. Well, what I was doing is – and he would watch me eat too because he ate with us. So I was eating really small portions all day long, like trying to live on, like, super restricted calories. Uh But but at nighttime, there I was in my pantry picking on food because I was starving because I'd starve myself all day. And then we'd go to the gym, and I'd get on three different pieces of cardio equipment and then maybe spend five or ten minutes, you know, lifting some weights, doing some biceps and shoulders or something. And he's like, you're just – he's like – I have a different way. He's like, why don't you start training with me? And so I got up the nerve and went up into uh, the big boy part of the gym and he taught me how to lift. And one day he's like, you need to eat real food. He's like, start eating meat, start eating vegetables. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really like vegetables. And he was kind of like, I don't really care. You should, you should eat them anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, and so I did. And you know what? Um, my body changed. I lost, I lost so many sizes. Like, my body, for the first time, after all these years of dieting, adding in the weight training piece, adding in actually eating real food in proper portion sizes, I looked different than I had ever looked. I looked better than I had ever looked even 20 years younger. That's incredible. Yeah. Who knew? What a blessing in disguise. Just, you know, I know. Watching, <laughs> watching him. I know. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was a really a turning point for me. And then that's how I started helping other people because it happened fairly quickly for me, and people around me started to notice. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And so I just kind of started helping people. Yeah. And after enough people were like, "You should do this as a job," because I just really loved it. I was super passionate about it. I eventually got, you know, I went and got certified to be a trainer, and I studied nutrition and got certified um, with Precision Nutrition. And that's kind of how I started doing this as a job. Wow,
1: that is so inspiring. It's also really yeah. similar. It's a, we have a very similar story as to how we got Ooh. into. Let's hear your story. Yeah, I was I was actually following. Uh, I didn't have as much of a like. I played sports all throughout like, you know, middle school, high school, college. Um, but I never really lifted, like I, you know, I would occasionally do some like lat pull downs cause it looked cool, but like, I didn't really like know <laughs> what I was doing. Uh, but I was basically a cardio girl. Um, and I had no attention to my diet at all. And that was definitely like the big thing for me. I just, I had no concept of portions or anything like that. And, you know, when I was in high school as a lot of people can, they can eat almost like whatever they want if they're active um, and it doesn't really affect them. But once I got to college and grad school, like I just wasn't moving as much at all, but I was eating way more because I was so stressed and I'm a stress eater. I'm not a stress not eater. So I was stressed. I was eating a ton and it wasn't really working out. Um, And so I gained, like I'm only five foot one. I think I gained over the course of college, like 30 or 35 pounds like it's it's kind of crazy to say that out loud I don't think I've ever actually realized it was that much but I left college weighing 152 pounds at five foot one which if it's not muscle or there's not much of that that's muscle it's not the most flattering look and I just felt really gross Uh, so me and my roommates at the time, we were like, you know what, we're going to go to the gym together. We're going to make this, we made like a calendar, we printed it out and put it in our kitchen. And every day we worked out, we put a little like check, check mark next to the day. And Mm -hmm. we just kind of kept each other accountable. Uh, but the entire time I was working out, it was, I would go on the treadmill for 30 minutes, do a, um, like a plyometric based workout. I think I was following at the time I was following like Kayla, at seen BBG program, which mm-hmm. it's a great program, but it just wasn't for me, but I tried to force it to be for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't really incorporate any lifting. Uh, there was a little bit of like dumbbell work, but to be yeah. honest, it was 28 minute workouts. And I, I actually hated them. And it, because I knew just like how intense that 28 minutes was. And it was just, it was such a mental hurdle for me to get in the gym <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that. Um, but we did it, me and my friend Kelly, uh, and then we would do 30 minutes to 45 minutes of cardio after that. So that was like an hour and a half ordeal. And then we would stretch for, for a few minutes and then go home. And it turned out to be like two hours every day. I was miserable and I was losing some weight, but I didn't really like know what I was doing. Um, and I remember one day this, um, an instructor at my gym like came up to me and he's like why are you doing those stupid workouts like I didn't even know him and (laughs) I was like excuse me and he was like you should lift weights and I was like don't tell me what to do like I'm doing my this program leave me alone (laughs) yeah so I kept I kept doing the program and then he bugged me again and he's like look I'll you know come and lift weights with me and uh You know, I'll help you, whatever. So I was like, all right, you know what, fine. I'll just do it. So I did one hour of weights with him. And I was like, holy crap, that was amazing. Like, I mean, it was hard work, but I loved how I felt after. Like, I went home and I was just like, my smile was from ear to ear. I was so excited. Uh, And so I was like, that is what I have to do. I have to stop doing these jump lunges and jump squats and things that hurt my knees when I do them anyways, but I'm
0: still doing them. (laughs) So I ended up... So what was it? I love hearing that you said, you know, you're smiling from ear to ear. What was it that you love? Like um, I think it
1: was the fact that it kind of reminded me that, like, I was capable enough to do something, even if it was lightweight. Like, I didn't even have a reference point if I was strong or weak compared to anyone else because I was literally just so focused on what I was doing. And... Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember, like, I think we were doing, we did, like, shoulders or something for the first workout. And the first set, I did, I don't know, five or eight pounds or something. And then the second set, he was like, I think you can go a little heavier. And I I had self-doubt. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do that. Like, it was hard. And he's like, no, it wasn't that hard. I was like, no, it was hard. It was hard. And Then he gave me, he <laughs> gave me the 10-pound dumbbells and I did it. And he's like, uh, oh it was hard really because you just did 10 pounds <laughs> and I was like oh my god I did so I, I had I this like it. realization like oh shit I kind of am more powerful and like stronger than I think and I think it was that moment it was a little bit of like a revelation of oh wow I, yeah. I can do probably a lot more than I'm doing and I'm a lot more Reading. capable than I thought I was uh, And and that I think was the feeling that I was like not like addicted to, became addicted to, but it was just like this bettering of oneself or like realizing that wow, this is so powerful. And I'm smiling in my kitchen right now, two hours after my workout, still excited about the fact that I pressed 10 pounds over my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And I had a very similar experience. And I love like, I love watching other women experience that same thing. Yeah, Uh, that's exactly what lifting weights did for me. It made me feel capable. And it made me excited to go and see like, what else can I do? Can I do more? And it was very different, though I was getting physical results because I had changed my eating and because I was lifting, I was really excited. That's not necessarily what I was thinking about when I got to the gym. I wasn't going to like burn some calories. I was super excited to see like, is today the day I can finally do a real push-up? Yeah. Like, am I gonna be am I able to lift more today than I did last time on this lift? And it's it was really exciting. And what was so interesting, it is still interesting to me. Is that that feeling of being capable and of like, I can do hard stuff, totally transfers outside of the gym into all aspects of your life. Kim, I
1: feel like we're twins, but separated by (laughs) years. (laughs) What I say that like when everyone asks me, I'm like, yes, because that's what gave me enough confidence to quit my job and do this you know? Yeah. Like lifting 100%. weights is the most empowering fucking thing you can do for yourself. I think
0: it sounds, it sounds weird. So when I say it to people who have, don't know what I'm saying, I'm sure they're looking like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like lifting weights and getting, getting stronger changed my life. It changed my, it changed who I was because I saw myself differently. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of a doormat. I kind of let people push me around. And once I felt myself as a I saw myself as like I'm a person who does stuff, yeah. who does hard stuff. Like I didn't let that happen anymore, and I I just was a different person. That's super interesting. The um the doormat uh, <laughs> analogy, but like
1: letting people walk over you. I yeah. That can you actually talk more about that change? Like what what it you know, meant? Yeah to, yeah
0: yeah because i felt strong and i and i never ever nobody would ever accuse me of being strong or being an athlete before this it just would have never happened yeah. and as i felt strong and as i felt capable um i saw myself that way and it didn't seem appropriate to let somebody push me around and tell me what to do or treat me badly um you know i had some i had some toxic things happening in my life and i was able to i was able to stand up for myself And I wasn't, and I wasn't before.
1: Do you remember a time where you did feel um, like bossed around or pushed around or like you weren't able to stick up for yourself before you started lifting?
0: Yeah, I, it's kind of something I can't share. It's kind of, it's. It's kind of something I can't share because it's relationships that I've fixed. Yeah, yeah. And it's it wouldn't be appropriate to talk about. Um, so I can't give you a specific example. But for sure, there were times that um when maybe before I would have just taken I would have just stood there and let somebody talk to me um rudely. Sure. Um, I was able to muster up the strength to literally just walk away and be like that's their problem. Yeah. And just leave. Yeah. And and not stand for that kind of treatment. And um it absolutely stemmed from the fact that I was able, um, it just gave me confidence. Seeing myself as a person who did hard stuff gave me confidence. I love that. I think it's super important
1: to acknowledge, right, that like we, we both, and I'm sure a lot of people that have experienced lifting weights, but we've all been in a place where we were less capable. Right. And like, it's, it's amazing to step back sometimes and like step out of ourselves and think, wow, I, I'm still the same body. Right. And I, I can, I can lift more weights and I'm stronger, but it, it transcends outside of the gym, but it also helps so much with mental health. Yeah. You know, um, and just telling yourself that you are, you are powerful and you can do hard things and, they might be hard but it doesn't mean you can't do them. If you want them bad enough, like yeah. if you have a if you have a strength goal for example, um and you're really far away from it right now, instead of just being like, well, I'm never going to get there, like making a game plan to get you there is what's going to get you there, not just talking yeah. about how hard it's going to be. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> you know like that that could be said for anything. It could be said for like you want to change your job. Just saying you want to change your job is not going to make this miraculous thing in the universe be like, oh, here's a new job for you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So tell us about you left your previous job. You were, you were, were you an architect or a designer? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't,
1: I wasn't a licensed architect. So all you architects out there don't get all excited. Um, (laughs) I hadn't taken my tests yet because I was still like hesitant. Um, But yeah, I did undergrad and grad school in architecture and to be honest I loved and I still love it um I loved design school and designing and just everything about it it taught me how to think and it taught me to ask questions and to present to an audience and I think that that's like huge 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 like playing into my role now um even through like social media like just how I deliver content Yeah. Which I'm starting to realize like, oh, it's the full circle of of life, you know? Um, But I think the, for me, I saw architecture as a way that I could help people. Like, I, I honestly envisioned, and maybe this is very naive of me, but I honestly envisioned myself like going to third world countries, building schools, or like, facilities or whatever for people that just, like, were under, like, which were just weren't privileged enough to have that or, like, help get them access to water that they could drink, stuff like that. And and it's really – it's a lot harder to do that than you would think. Mm. Um, and while all while managing, like, student debt and having somewhat of an income like I didn't really care if I if I wanted to make money I wouldn't have gone into architecture but Mm. I I needed to somehow like exist you know and like pay my bills and like be an adult Uh, and so that really wasn't an option um, for me and so you know I, I worked for a really great firm after graduation and it was an incredible experience but after a few years of working there I realized that I was just like super unfulfilled And when you realize that, I think it kind of hits you in the face. Like, oh my gosh, what am I doing right now? And, and I didn't really know what that meant. Like, I was like, do I just have to pick a new, a new firm to work for? Do I Mm. pick a new career path? I didn't know what I, I don't, I didn't know what was going on, but throughout this, that's when I started lifting weights. Like these two things kind of happened at the same time. God. And as my body was physically transforming, like you were talking about your transforming and people asking you for help. That same thing happened to me where they saw I started lifting weights and I, I got super in like obsessed, hyper obsessed with nutrition. I was on my lunch break, my lunch hour, I would spend the entire hour on the internet looking at um what is a macronutrient what is a calorie like how do you structure a meal plan all this stuff intermittent fasting like all these things and i was so obsessed it was it was so cool like i just wanted to learn and learn and learn and i learned taught myself changed my body lost the rest of the weight and my physique drastically changed and that's when people started asking me for help and that was right around the time where I was kind of in this really vulnerable state at work where I loved the work, but it didn't really bring me joy. Mm. And I don't know, it, it was kind of, it was a, kind of a sad moment because I felt like, Oh my God, am I throwing away like five years of an amazing education away by like not going down this path that I'm supposed to go down? Yeah. That's a lot of and, pressure. Yeah. And You know, it wasn't like any specific person was pressuring me, but I just felt the pressure from, Mm -hmm. like, society. You know, like, you just spent five years in in college, and now you're going to throw it away? Like, what the hell are you doing, Sam? But people kept asking me for help, and I said yes, and it just turned into, like, I actually really like helping people. And this is, maybe this is the outlet in which I help people. Uh, So, I mean what ended up happening was I had actually planned to go on this like mission trip around the entire like world. It was like 11 months and it was going to be helping people and like building schools and stuff. Um, but it fell through, it didn't work out. And so Mm -hmm. I, I left my job on like kind of thinking that, but also thinking, you know what, if that doesn't work out, I think I know I'm going to do. And I I think I'm just going to go like, help people in, in the gym, you know, and like basically give back in that way rather than trying to help people in other countries or like build schools for them. And is that what you did? Yeah. So it just kind of like spiraled into this thing and I had no idea I would even end up online. I had no idea I would end up, you know, like having a podcast, talking to you right now, like going to the, that New York, uh, little summit weekend, that fitness weekend, none of that. Um, and I didn't really have a game plan. All I knew is if I just wanted to find if, if I got people results and I helped them, then it's and I just wanted to help more and more people Then I, you know, you, you can't not be successful if you're if you're really just genuinely trying to help people because people yeah. will want to will see
0: that and want to come and find you. Totally agree. So tell me this. What do you think is it that gets your clients results? What are some of the biggest struggles they face and how do you help them overcome them?
1: Oh, that's a great question.
0: Um,
1: a lot of it for me is mindset. Uh, and it's been something I've been working on myself and with all of my clients is just telling them that it, at the end of the day, what What happens to so many of us before, you know, like – or even to me before I kind of learned this is I I had that all-or-nothing approach kind of going back to where we started. And so anytime I messed up, I got really down on myself. And then me being down on myself would get me all, like, emotional. And then I would emotionally eat and I would feel bad and then I would keep eating. And it was, like, this vicious cycle. Instead of just acknowledging that, okay, I quote-unquote messed up, but – that doesn't mean that I can't get back on track like the next day or the next meal or the next workout. It's not like I ruined my results for the forever, you know. Um, a good analogy I like to use, which it's been floating around on the internet, is like if you brush if you forget to brush your teeth one night, does that mean you're never going to brush your teeth again? And like yes, like no. Hello, it's like this, literally the same principle applies. I think that we just put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to nail it that when we don't when we let ourselves down, it's like, well fuck it. I'm just gonna go eat a pizza because I'm I didn't work out. And that's yeah. obviously like not the way to go, but in inside of us it's like we just have this standard that we want to hold ourselves to. And when we let ourselves down, it's easy to just keep going in the down direction.
0: Yeah. So um so that's think, a really big mindset shift there. Yeah. To to think of it in that way.
1: Yes. And I think that honestly since coaching my clients on almost more about anything about mindset, not even like, here's how to work out better. It's more like, here's how to think better. And that will make your workouts better. And if I can get them, I can get them to tune into their own mental strength, that will, that will kind of tap into their physical strength and their emotional strength. And their um, you know, like it, it ends up transcending that way too. Um, And I found that that is a really, really good strategy to get them to to just like respond to the situation and understand like step outside themselves and think oh okay like I messed up but if my friend messed up and she came to me and told me she messed up would I tell her she sucks and that she's gonna Mm -hmm. get fat no I would be like it's okay just let's go to the gym tomorrow you know like so talking to yourself like you would a good friend is a is a good is another good strategy that I like to use because you know it's it's like, we can just be nice to ourselves. It's, it's okay to be nice to yourself.
0: <laughs> it is, but you know, it's interesting. Uh, people respond very interestingly to that when I, when I say that same thing to them. And I've had clients be like, I thought you were going to like yell at me or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, why would I yell at you? Like, first of all, how would that help? And I think it's because their gut reaction is that they should be yelling at themselves. They have been yelling at themselves, you know, as they're emailing me saying like, this is what I did. They're yelling at themselves. They're berating themselves you know, and when I come back with, you know, like, it's fine, you know, what can you do to get right back on track, you should be nice to yourself and talk nice to yourself. They're always very surprised. That's not that's not the reaction that they were expecting, because I don't think they in that moment feel like they deserve kindness. Yeah, well, that Yeah, that's actually a
1: they don't think they deserve kindness is a very, very that's like a super powerful statement. And I've I've had that happen where a few of my clients, actually one of my clients, Kristen, if she's listening, uh, she she said that to me. She like had taken a screenshot of a, a text she had sent her friend and she's like, Sam is going to kill me. I'm downing chips and guac right now. And then she <laughs> she said she forwarded it to me and I was like, I'm not gonna kill you like you just ate it. It's fine. But just your next meal, just like, have something that you feel better about. It's, it's okay. And I was like, you don't need to worry about like, you know, telling me like the truth. um, Yeah, it doesn't affect me. It affects you. You know, I'm just like, I'm your support system. Um, And you're, you know, it's the external accountability of knowing like, oh, man, like, maybe they don't want to let themselves down. But they also don't want to let their coach down and sometimes yeah. that's the the extra like guilt is knowing that there's someone else out there like looking at their food logs or you know just like looking at their their calories in or have they work you know what their workouts plan has looked like that week
0: yeah and... well don't you think that's part of the power of ha- of hiring a coach is oh hell level of accountability. yeah ability yeah. I mean I hired a coach a couple of years ago for that exact reason like I am a coach, but I needed I needed to be accountable to somebody like I wanted somebody like expecting to hear from me, expecting to know how my workouts went, expecting to know how my nutrition was going. And it totally helps me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: I actually just got a text from. Um, one of my clients, like it was a really, really uh, sweet text and it was just like, you know, Sam, I'm really glad we started working together. It's been so awesome. I want to just let you know, though, like she had some health complication come up and she's like, if I wasn't working with you, uh, I would have gone on a binge eat, uh, like downward spiral, feeling sorry for myself. And if I knew that, you know, if I, if I didn't have you, um, but you have kind of helped me to step back and realize like this is just an obstacle and I can get through it and knowing that you're on the other side of the phone is like so it's so powerful and I was like wow that's I mean I I really appreciate the comment but it's not so much a compliment to me it's more like a shift in her own mind like wow I don't need to I don't need to use food as a way to to feel sorry for myself but I, I can have I have the mental and physical strength to just like get up and you know and do it in like the yeah and i think that confidence is there's like nothing i can't think of anything as as incredible as that i don't know maybe I, if you can think of something i would be <laughs> curious to no, know i think I just, no i think that's
0: pretty incredible i uh, think yeah. that's pretty incredible
1: <laughs> so yeah definitely those are going back I don't even know what your question was originally but I oh, think we, were it's talking, the... <laughs> we were talking about the
0: struggles your clients face and, and how you help them yeah and I think I think mindset is a huge one I know it's kind of a hokey word but there's really not a better word for it than mindset because how we think about things is just so powerful mm-hmm. um you know I know with my clients one of the big shifts that they that I really like them to make um is how they talk to themselves about food and what they're doing now that they've started. I know people don't like the word diet. I don't have a problem with the word diet. I use it all the time on Instagram. Yeah. And some people get annoyed with me. They're like, you shouldn't be talking about dieting, but it's the word people use. It's, And I have no problem using it. So when, when people start dieting, they often have this dialogue going where they think about, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And I can't eat that. And so I like to talk to my clients about not thinking that and about when they catch themselves saying like, I can't eat that to change it to, I'm choosing not to have that right now. Like I'm choosing not to have a cookie because I can't fit that in my calories today, but you know, I might have a cookie tomorrow or maybe I'm going to have a cookie later today. But the idea that it's a choice we're making and it's not something being done to us is so powerful because then we don't have this like natural desire to rebel. So like, if you feel like you're some, you're being made to not do something, it's kind of this like, without even thinking about it, like you want to rebel against it. And so the idea of talking to ourselves about like, yeah, I'm just choosing not, I'm not choosing not to have that. I'm choosing to have the salad instead of the spaghetti right now. It makes us feel like we want to rebel against it less. Wow. I love that. That just like knowing
1: you're in control, I think. Yes.
0: It's so huge. It's so huge to know that you personally are in control of your food and it's not the food is controlling you or your coach or your, your friend who you're dieting with. You know, it's about you and your choices and and the change you're trying to make. Yeah, that's I really love that. Um, and I I think also maybe for you
1: too. Like, were you in? I actually don't know too much about your story before going into fitness. But did that? You can. I want you to kind of dive into that a little bit. But like, did you realizing that you're in control, whether it be food or workouts or changing your body, like? Do you remember or can you talk a little bit more about that in your own uh, journey? Like when you realized that, oh my gosh, I have the power. That's a really good
0: question, Sam. I don't even know when that was. I do not know when I first realized that it was me. I feel like it was actually more recent than distant. I don't feel like it was when I uh, – it's definitely not when I was yo-yo dieting. And I don't even remember. I Actually, I can't even tell you when I made that shift. At some point in the last – you know, handful of years, five, six years, it occurred to me that I just did better when I was, when I would say to myself, those kinds of things. It's not about, you know, the plan I'm on telling me I can't do this. It's about me wanting to do this. And so this is an absolute choice I'm making. I just think there's power in that. And I wish I could tell you how I, how I started thinking that way. It just kind of evolved. Yeah. Um, And because it worked for me. I, I saw the power in it and that's kind of the way I talk to my clients now. Well, that's great.
1: I think it it is, it's kind of cool to revisit. Uh, it's almost like I kind of encourage sometimes my clients to make a journal, like have a mental journal, uh, whether they keep it to themselves or share it with me because it's really cool to see, uh, progress mentally, but it's hard, you know, it's hard if you don't, if you don't journal, you don't know yeah. what you're thinking, you know, and I didn't know exactly what I was thinking when I started first losing weight or feeling like, you know what, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta make a change. Um, but if I had those notes, I would be very curious to see <laughs> how I talk to myself, Yeah, you know, because I think a lot of it would be kind of sad, you know? Um, mm. I, I know I, I use like the notes portion of my, um, my phone a lot. And I used to use it a lot when I would take the train to commute to work. And when I did that, I would often write, like just go on spiels of writing. And I do remember uh, one day writing about how miserable I was and how gross I felt. And I was like, I'm so fat and this and that, and I don't deserve love. Like all this stuff that as I'm saying it now, I'm like, what the heck was I saying? You know? (laughs) Um, But in that moment, I totally, Felt like that, like I just would have a like a breakdown and and just not think I was capable or like strong enough to do whatever I set my mind to. Yeah, uh, and
0: you know, well, now, I love that idea like... of keeping track of that. I love the idea. You know, if you think about it, it's kind of like keeping a training log in the gym. Like that's super powerful. Like I love looking back. Sometimes I'll get discouraged and think I should be further along in my training, and then I'll look back and I'll realize like how far I've come. Or I wasn't as far as I thought I was before and like, I'm doing great. So the idea that you're saying, like writing this stuff down, like as far as like our strategies and our, like where we're at mentally with food so that we can kind of see our progress. That's really cool. I really like that idea. It's never occurred to me before.
1: Yeah. Well, even you could do it now. Like, we can do it now. So in 10 years when we're still coaches, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I was training my clients this way or like coaching them on these things. And now, yeah. you know, I mean, anyone can do that for any aspect of life. But I think the... Cause, you know a lot of times we keep thoughts in our head and i found that if you if you do vocalize what you're feeling like sometimes yeah. like sometimes i'll share something with someone that'll be in my head and as, as as soon as i'm saying it like have you ever done that where you're you're saying something and you catch yourself you're like this sounds like the dumbest thing ever like why am i worried <laughs> i had that exact moment happen to me like last night i was talking about like someone asked me to do something and I felt guilty and I felt like I should have done it and all this. And I was feeling bad for myself. And my friend was like, J- just don't do it. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I should just stop being silly and just not do it. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, but the things we keep in our head, it's really easy to like let them spiral. It's so. true.
0: And just <laughs> saying them out loud can really help and putting them in writing. I think you're right. That can help even more.
1: Yeah. Uh, not everyone's a journaler. That. But, no. you know, you can even, I don't know, it's, it's like, even if you have a, a reference point to just a few blurbs, I think it's yeah. still helpful.
0: Very cool. very cool. I, I guess I kind of do have that because I, I, I correspond with my coach and I do talk about those things. And, you know, sometimes I'll actually be, I'll be typing and yeah. I actually start typing. I'm like, now that I'm reading that, that is the dumbest thing ever. I don't know why I'm worried about that. Mm. <laughs> and I'll do that regularly. I'll be like, that just sounds stupid. Like why? why am I even thinking that? And so that's actually really helpful.
1: Yeah. That's, that's really great to know. What are you, um, so you, you have a coach and you obviously coach clients. So yes. can you dive into that just a little bit, uh, how it is like working, working on both ends of the spectrum?
0: Um, well, gosh, I think, it, I think even coaches need coaches in all aspects. I mean, I have a coach. It's the same coach. Um, we started out for powerlifting mm-hmm. and nutrition, Um, and it's been a couple of years now and he's also like my business coach, he he coaches me on writing and coach, you know, and it helps me to be a better coach because first of all, the modeling, like I can, I can see what really works to help me. Um, and I use those, those same kind of skills with my clients. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody is ever so advanced. They don't, they don't need a coach.
1: I agree. I totally agree. What are three, do you have like three things that you, um, that have changed since getting a coach, like with your own clients, like if you know whether it be mindset strategies or coaching strategies. Do you think um, that's um, changed? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, hmm. Or maybe you've that improved is, upon
1: like that. You feel, feel like, like you've upon. yeah, like maybe that your clients are now seeing better results or like seeing um more progress or like resonating with what you're saying yeah. in a better way because maybe you've approached it from a different angle and
0: they've been like, oh, that makes sense now. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm sure I gosh, I feel like there's a million different things. Um, I think one thing is learning to not take yourself so seriously. This is something that my coach mm-hmm. talks to me about all the time in mm-hmm. all aspects of, of thing, not taking it all so seriously. It's food, it's workouts, like You don't need to, you don't need to take it so seriously. And I've lightened up with myself about that. And I can approach it differently with my clients and tell them the same kinds of things, because, you know, we do take this all really, really seriously. And for people who have a lot of weight to lose, it's stressful. And, you know, they're like, it, it helps when somebody reminds them that it's okay. Like. You don't yeah. need to take every moment so seriously, and you're going to be okay. And that, then then the second one would be, and this is something I 100% um, learned from Jordan. I remember was the very, very first video he sent me, he had this video course that he sent. Mm-hmm. Um, the first week we started working together, and the first um, episode was about how you can't mess this up. And I remember thinking, oh, I so totally can <laughs> A hundred percent. I can mess this up. You watch me mess this up. I've messed up (laughs) lots of things, Yeah, but the whole, the whole idea behind it is that as long as you get right back on track, have you really messed anything up? And you've probably learned something Mm -hmm. anyway. And that was really powerful for me. Cause you know, it took a lot of times of hearing that to be like, you're right. I totally didn't mess that up. I didn't, there's no way to mess it up. And that's absolutely something that I talk to my clients about. Yes. I do the same. <laughs> thank you Jordan. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: so that's those are a couple of those are awesome yeah do you have a coach Sam um right now I'm kind of like in between so I'm in this weird m- like mysterious place um, <laughs> <laughs> which I've had a coach for a while uh and right now um I'm actually Kind of like not so. I mean, I'm part of the inner circle, so I guess you could say that's kind right, of a right, coach, right. you know, like, um, but it's not uh, a one on one coach, which is super interesting because how I've been approaching that dilemma or, you know, like, new set of um, experiences is just working with a lot of other people and like. Mm -hmm. kind of channeling different mentors for different things um so I'm like I'm working with some of the other trainers like that I work with at my um in-person gym so I'm like I'm pretending to be like a new client and I'm like you know what just like re-coach my squat like watch me squat and tell me what I need to fix because you know you can watch yourself squat all day long but you've been watching yourself squat every day so you know like it's kind of hard to pick apart your own squat so I'm like, do this. And then, you know, I'll reach out to someone else for, you know, something else with like a business strategy thing or like mindset. And so I, ha- I feel like I have this team that doesn't, they're- they don't really know that they're part of the same team, but they're like <laughs> the team that's on like the center of. That's then- amazing. You've <laughs> built your own team. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and it's it's like, I would do the same right back for them for maybe something else. Maybe it's us that yeah. I have that I could help them with. Uh, but it's kind of this understanding, like, okay, like I want your help with this, and I would be more than willing to. And in fact, I want to help you with something that I think you could, like, use help with or something. Um, now, and am I, I remembering yeah. correctly
0: that you are training for a powerlifting meet? Am I-, I
1: am. Yes. When is your meet? <laughs>
0: um, it's at the end of October.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like about How's 12- going? twelve weeks out. Um, it's good. I have only competed once before, it was like two Februaries ago. Uh, and I had actually... So, it was really unfortunate set of circumstances that happened right before this last meet. I was cycling. Uh, I bike a lot, I bike everywhere as my way of um, transportation. And I got hit by a car, my bike. And so, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was two weeks before my meet, which was pretty unfortunate. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> not good timing, but I was okay. Like, I. Um, I'm still here and no, like, serious injuries, but I I probably shouldn't have been lifting heavy weights after that, uh, but oh I did. Gosh. I was like, you know what? I'm going to still compete. Um, I couldn't deadlift because of my back, so all I did was squat and bench, so I had to kind of, like, scratch for my deadlift. Um, but now I'm thinking, like, okay, no matter what I pick up – at this meet, it's going to be better than zero. It's going to be better. You're going to get a
0: total. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, So
0: what, what got you into powerlifting?
1: Um, I think it was a strength based sport that I felt like the gym that I worked out in and that I work at now, um, there was a huge powerlifting community that was just there kind of by accident. And I was surrounded by all these powerlifters and they were just like, yo you should compete I was like huh no I'm just this weak little girl (laughs) and then they're like no like you're actually probably a lot stronger than you think you are you should compete so then I I looked into it and me and like a big group we decided like okay like let's do it Um, and then we ended up just like competing it was really fun definitely like you know, it was a little, like, intimidating, but the environment was so amazing when I competed. Like, everyone's so supportive. And yeah, it's a cool, like, strength-based and performance-based. It's not, like, I did not want to do a bikini or a physique competition because I, I had just, just established a really healthy relationship with food and body image. And I didn't want to go down this route where I had to chop my calories basically, like, in half. Yeah. So... I was like, I want to do something that's um, goal and strength oriented, performance oriented. So I did it. It was fun. And after that, I was kind of like, eh, it was cool, but I don't know that I want to be like just lifting these three, th- you know, picking up weights really, really heavy. Like, I wanted to be mm-hmm. a little bit more versatile, a little bit more of like an athlete, overall athlete. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to run and box and do all this stuff. So I kind of stepped away from it for a little while, but. Um, I don't know, we, me and a bunch of, actually a bunch of girls at my gym are going to do this meet in October. And it was kind of just like the female camaraderie. We're like, you know what? Let's just do this meet together. It'll be so fun and no pressure. Like it's not, you know, we can take it as seriously or not as seriously as we want to, but uh, it's just like doing it for you and having a goal to work towards. So, yeah. 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 So just doing it for, to see kind of, it's kind of a cool like gauge and strength. It's about 18 18 months separates the last, my first meet from this coming one. So it'll be good to see like what strength. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. To stop getting down on myself when I'm like, I just want to pick up this or I just want to pull that like to, to exactly like what you said is step back and realize how far I've come rather than how far I still have to go.
0: And I love what you said about um, the powerlifting community being super supportive and welcoming because they really are. People would probably be surprised because it can look like a scary bunch of characters, but I have to tell you, my um, I've I've been powerlifting for just two and a half years now. Yeah, um, and at my first meet, I was by myself. Like I was there by myself, um, and oh my God. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, were you um, scared as hell getting there? Like I like, was. Oh my gosh. I was. You know, I had done this group online powerlifting training, uh-huh. um, but it was. Nobody was in my area, so like I went by myself, and I had my friend come with me who knew nothing about powerlifting. Yeah, loves me. It was super excited to like be there with me, and then my family came to watch. But I hadn't. I didn't have a handler. I didn't have a coach yet. I had just hired Jordan. Um, yeah. and we were starting together the next week. But I was. I was. I was on my own, and so. And I can't. I was the first person to squat. So the very oh my first God. person. So because I, you know, so yeah. So I walk up there to do it, and I tripped. Like I tripped standing up from my first squat like I stumbled for me forward and my spotter had to catch me (gasps) well I walked off the platform and this woman I don't know big woman comes up to me and like puts her arm around me and tells me she's like (laughs) starts giving me directions and cues and what I calming my nerves and she's like you're gonna be fine she's like you need to push your weight back more it was really, it was amazing. And then she stayed with me the entire day and kept talking to me. Oh, she told, she told all these other people that like, I didn't have anybody there with me. And they all helped me all these complete strangers. That's incredible. You know, it turned out like I totally came back and I, you know, I I hit the squad I wanted to and it was all (gasps) fine. But it was, it was really amazing to have all these women kind of help me when they didn't know me at all. And what an incredible incredible and, you know, story it's a competition right so like they're like your competitors but yeah. it never feels and it never feels like that
1: actually oh my gosh so that is that is another reason why I think lifting weights is so incredible is because people aren't competing with each other like yeah like sure there's a reference point but it's more like it's just so supportive like if you're working out with a friend you want them to pick up that weight it's yeah. not like you want them to fail and and there's a lot of sports or there's a lot of things in life where deep down you're like oh like I think we all have that it's like when you see someone else succeed you're like Buh, you know <laughs> <laughs> um and we can all say that we are supportive but there's just part of us instinctually I think as humans that like makes us feel like oh my gosh like they're doing this like crap uh and so in the gym though I think that that goes away 100 percent at least in my yeah. experience with the group that I lived with it's like everyone just like it's like you're so strong you're you look greater your form is is so good like or you want to do this to be better and they're not trying to like sabotage you you know it's like we're all in this we're in the gym because we want to better ourselves not because we're trying to tear other people down or because we want to see other people fail because we genuinely want to better ourselves and if we're in that environment then we're
0: going to want that for everyone you know So what can you say to somebody, because I find this a lot, I I get messaged this a lot, that people want to start working out, they want to go to the gym, but they're too nervous, they're intimidated, they're embarrassed, like what's your your go-to advice for somebody in that situation?
1: Well, I would say one of two things. One, you don't need to go to the gym to get a great workout in. You can build a home gym if you don't want to go to a gym yeah um and that's you know that's a quote unquote like an easier strategy because you don't have to deal with that at least mm-hmm. maybe you start off that way and then maybe yeah. you decide that you do want to go to a gym um but two, and this is what i the strategy I used because I was also like very uncomfortable going into the gym, especially because I didn't like what I saw in the mirror, and I was uncomfortable, and the more I looked in the mirror, the more I was reminded of how i didn't look like how I wanted to mm-hmm. um is go with a friend and just do the workout together because if you, if you're, you know, talking with your friend, you're not focused on everyone else in the gym and your, your instinct is to just think that everyone's looking at you when in reality, no one's really looking at you. They're all looking at themselves. uh, And they care more about what they, everyone cares about what everyone else thinks about them, but no one cares what they, you know, no one cares what anyone but themselves. (laughs) It's so true. And I, I think, My, one of my best friends, Kelly, the woman I mentioned earlier, her and I, like, if I didn't have her at the start of my fitness journey, I wouldn't be on the phone right now. Like a hundred percent, I would never have made the progress I did. And same goes for her. I'm sure if we called her right now and brought her into this phone call, she'd say the same thing. And it was solely because we had each other to stay accountable and we had each other to support each other and to make it a little bit less intimidating because, it's scary going into a place that's uncomfortable or a new place and feeling like everything you're doing, people are judging you and everything yeah. you're doing, people are watching like
0: that's that's like the worst thing for a human. <laughs> I feel like. And it's hard to convince ourselves that nobody's doing that, but they're really not because they're just so concerned about themselves. Yeah, there's just no time to think about it. Yeah, exactly. I, and I don't know. I think at the end of the day, as long as you you
1: get in there it doesn't it doesn't even matter even if people are thinking what they're thinking who cares (laughs) like yeah who the hell cares because you know you're gonna put on a shirt in the morning are you gonna care what people think maybe but at the end of the day who freaking cares you put the shirt on it's good you went to work you came home and now it's you know it's like it really doesn't affect much it's so true yeah I think like you said the kind of taking the pressure off of it making it like fun and remembering to smile and just not take it so seriously because like we have one life and you can take it seriously when it's meant to be taken seriously. Uh, I think there's like certain things that you should, you know, maybe pay more attention to, but in the big picture, like just, just smile. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred (laughs) percent. But yeah, I think, what do you think? Do You think we should wrap things up? Yeah, I could talk all day, Sam. I know. So could I. I'm like, oh my god, we have finally. I think this?
0: Anchor kicks us off after yeah. an hour. Of this Yeah, Does we it? Probably should. I haven't done it, but yeah. this is. You know, I could talk about this. We could like get a hotel room and talk for about forty eight hours. Here. I could I ask you a million questions. I, have I lots know. Of things To say, isn't it fun to talk about this stuff? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun when
1: when there's no um there's no like expectation, right? Or like so much structure because it ends up just being free flowing thoughts, and we're like, oh wow, we all do like we
0: kind of think the same. This is cool. <laughs> Um, well I guess well, thanks like, so much for talking.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. It it's been really good. Uh, I think a lot of people are gonna find benefit in just learning that, you know, lifting weights is probably one of the coolest and best most beneficial things you can do for yourself. And uh like you said, I think something that you touched upon was like you're in control and that can go for anything. And once yeah. you realize that, I like, think the power of of unlocking you know, like your best life, it's in your hands. Yeah,
0: 100%. Okay, so I have one more question for you. Okay, go. So this is the last question I give people on my podcast. Oh, I wonder if it's the same as mine. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would, I, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I, I, I bet it's not. I bet it's not. <laughs> okay. What is what is your favorite word? Word? Oh my gosh, that is not what my question is. Um, <laughs> ooh, I
1: think it's. Cotton-headed ninny muggins.
0: You yeah. did not just say that. That is yeah. so funny, Sam. That is one of my favorite words. Really? Because, the, you, because <laughs> that's my favorite movie. That, that is my favorite elf. movie. <laughs> that's hilarious that you just said that. So the very first podcast I did was yeah. with, with Nick Reese, yeah, He's a coach. He's yeah. a, a mutual friend of ours, and he, I asked him his favorite word, and then he asked me mine, and I'm like, "You're gonna laugh." because it's cotton-headed ninny muggins shut up that's amazing I did. You had to listen to that oh my god <laughs> so that's my favorite silly word so i have other yeah. favorite powerful ones but yeah I, I i think it's a great word <laughs> yeah i i just like whenever
1: someone in my life is being quote-unquote stupid i'll just be like you're being a ninny just stop you're being that's a ninny funny. or like i'll even talk to myself like that because no one wants to hear that they're being you know, you don't want to like actually tell someone they're being stupid, but you're like, eh, you're kind of being a ninny. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's that okay, so, from like from so long ago, watching Elf when I was probably like 13 or 14 and f- being obsessed with that movie.
0: <laughs> it's my favorite movie. I watch it all year round. Whenever I, I say to my kids, guess what movie this quote is from? They all say, like, we don't need to guess. It's always from Elf. <laughs> like, it's literally the only movie you quote. Oh, that's awesome. I know that's probably the only movie that
1: I know like lines from. So that's great.
0: <laughs> All right. So what is your, what is your last question? Then? Okay. My last
1: question now seems way too serious in retrospect, but I'll still ask it.
0: <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll end on a serious one.
1: Um, I was going to ask you what your uh, biggest, like your one, the biggest piece of advice is that you can give to my audience or even yours too. But what's your biggest tip of advice? About
0: what in particular?
1: Anything. It could be food, diet, exercise, uh, mindset. Like what's okay. something that changed your life that you could maybe think could change someone else's.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you two. One for, um, so I really am just passionate about the power of getting strong. And I found out recently that this is like apparently a slogan of Ben Bruno's cause he sells sweatshirts with this on it. So I bought it, oh. <laughs> but, but I've been saying it and it's, you can't go wrong with strong. I love that. Being, being strong makes everything better. I'm yes. telling you, you can't go wrong with strong. So I've been saying that for a while, but apparently that's Ben Bruno saying, and he's way bigger in fitness than I am. So we'll go with that Ben saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, because I really like to talk to people about fat loss, because quite frankly, it's what so many people are after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to help them and um, keep it simple. Do not overcomplicate it. There is so much information out there that's wrong. And when it comes down to it, it really is about a calorie deficit. If you don't know what that means, head to Sam's page, head to my page on Instagram and figure that out because that's what it comes down to. Hell yeah.
1: Well, I love those two things. And I really like that. You can't go wrong with strong because I mean, being strong is cool. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's very useful. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. 100%. Well, thanks um, so much,
0: Sam. This yes, has been great. Thank you,
1: Kim. Um, where we should really quick before this thing cuts us off uh, um, Instagram. What is your Instagram handle for my listeners? It's Kim Schlag Fitness. Okay. I'll put, I guess I'll put a link.
0: Yeah, put a link to that. And Perfect. yours is?
1: I am Salty Lifts, not salty Lips. Lifts. <laughs> salty <laughs> Lift Weights. <laughs> Sam Altieri, S Altieri, Salty. I don't know. It was a nickname in college but all right well this has been so great kim thanks all so right, much sam. for taking time and i'm really excited thank to you. seeing what we end up doing together in the future absolutely big thanks
0: all righty, bye bye that does it for this episode of the fitness simplified podcast thank you so much for being here i hope you found it helpful big thank you also to sam altieri for joining me here i will talk to you next time on the fitness simplified podcast